0: Guys, this is uh, episode 86 of that Scale RC show with Jay, Adam, not Travis, and me, your intern. How's
1: it going? It's going good. You did a fine job just then. God, cause I was peer pressured into it. It worked good. All I'm, right. I'm pleased. I'm glad. Yeah. So. Your approval means everything. It does. <laughs> <laughs> I better turn my phone wow. off here too. So yeah, so do we want to dig into the questions from last time and then we can start with everything that's going on? Uh Send it. yeah. I am looking for the questions right now.
2: Well, in the meantime, we do have letter. one we do have a question that was on, on uh that was in the messenger so let me go. I'm opening up the inbox right now. Mm. If my computer would load faster. I don't know. It's because it's got to open up Facebook business suite. Okay. So we got a question from Troy Larson. Um, it came actually was asked. In, yeah, it was asked in messenger. So it should have came through because I get all confused because we have everything combined now. So that's how they do the messaging. Now oh, the weird. Instagram, yeah and the facebook messenger all shows up in one but anyways uh, it's from troy larson he said what are your thoughts on the cheap amazon rc stuff and then he put in parentheses not sure if it's true knockoff or not in parentheses but he specifically i guess asking about the Enjora products um Injura is actually like just a i know it's a lower i guess he's a quality um brand um you know, they use cheaper materials, so they're able to keep the prices down. Um, yes, they do make some knockoff stuff because they're based out of China and they do have a couple molds. Because if I'm not mistaken, they actually have the Voodoo um, KLR mold. So they actually make, I think, Enjora makes, and they flat out say like Voodoo KLR on the tire and <laughs> yeah. with the Enjora logo. If I'm she not is. mistaken. Yeah. So if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. I probably have to go look at it. They up. have some of their own stuff and they rip some people off. They do exactly. both. They do both. So I mean I mean, I guess take it for what it is. Um, I mean I'll be honest. I think those I think the wheels that I got for the scx twenty four, those black ones, I believe they are um Because I bought those on off eBay.
1: Oh, I bought Enjoura. 24 wheels because they look really good like there's nothing really out there right now that looks as good as they do
2: and that's the other thing too i mean there's only so much that's out there especially for the 24 that's why i went with it um but yeah so that's about it so that would be some cool cages
0: like chuggy half cages and stuff which don't appear to be knockoffs they also have some knockoff like hot racing 24 scale stuff so i guess take that for what you want
1: It's one of those things where we've just kind of always told people just, you know, buy what you can afford, you know, I mean. For sure.
0: I appreciate the option out there, you know.
1: Yeah, if you're trying to support Local Cool, if it's not in your, you know, budget to buy like Vanquish Wheels or something like that, then, you know, get what you can afford. It's all about having fun anyway, so there you go. Word. Word. All right, so we got a question from Alex Sims. It says, just got my first one-tenth Axial. It's a used SCX-10. I'm assuming the first gen then. Um, red Jeep with the roll cage. Guy I got it from said he got it as an RTR and did no modifications. It has Axial branded metal links and red chassis rails. Is that really how the SCX-10 RTR came? Just seems odd. Uh, no, it didn't. No. Um, also, okay, how so did... you... Oops, sorry. Go ahead.
2: No, so I was going to say the only thing, the only like the, the whole thing about this description, the only thing really sticks out to me is the fact that he said it was a red Jeep RTR with a roll cage, correct?
1: Yeah, it looks he actually posted so, a picture here in the comments.
2: Okay, I'll have to go look, I'll have to go open that up because to be honest, the only red ready to run jeep that axial ever released was the 2017 and that was a full body jeep you could not take the top off unless you cut it off and then there would be no interior
1: yeah this is a 2012 that he posted a picture of and somebody's painted the frame rails red and stuff um yeah, yeah just seems odd also having some trouble finding what scx2 and three parts are backwards compatible is there some reference material you could point me to thanks uh gosh i mean Things like sliders are going to fit it, um, bumpers, things like that. But, I mean, really, that's, I mean, the trans is kind of the same depending on which one you've bought. Not the three, obviously, but the SCX-10 too. So, I mean, you know, like sliders and bumpers and stuff, that's really about it that I could think of that's going to be backwards compatible to the OG one
2: um so honestly um any of the stuff honestly will work because all the chassis are the same except for the 10.3 10.3 is different um the because realistically if you had a 10.2 or you have the og 10.1 we'll just call it to keep it simple um if you have it if you take off, because I know in the 10 2 is the first time where they have those, I guess you call them boat sides or whatever you want to call them, where they kind of have the like floor plan looking thing where you attach your, um, you oh, attach yeah. the sliders to. If you take that off, any of the first gen sliders will go directly to the chassis because the chassis holes are all the same. Yeah.
1: That same like eight holes on each side or whatever.
2: Correct. Yeah. So actually, Oh yeah, no, holy crap. Okay, so this is now that I just opened up the picture. So this is a this is definitely a gen one because I could tell you right now, because that speed control box or the receiver box, that receiver box they did not include in the 10 2. So that's a 10-1, and they have the battery in the back, which um, makes that thing horribly. Um, so you can actually, there's a quick, easy way to move that battery tray configuration to the front. Um, but honestly, what I would do is I would get something like, look at like BPC products. Um, they make a battery tray with some like little drilling and stuff. You can attach it uh, to the frame or Jevon Racing. They also do that where they move the battery forward. Um, and then you end up moving that receiver box um, just because it's kind of like in the vicinity of um the battery uh where the battery will go um that's where most of those those uh parts go the other thing you could do too which maybe I'll go look before I open my big mouth maybe I should go look but you know what i might have a lot of the 102 parts to put the battery up front maybe i'll get a hold of you send you some stuff yeah. Cuz I have a cuz I have a lot of cuz I have a lot of stuff. I mean, I even have the newer style sliders, the newer side. I mean, like there really isn't much difference. So like when you're saying backwards compatible, everything will work. There really isn't anything that won't work. All the bolt holes are the same. It's just somebody painted those frame rails red. That is the like the OG style, the 2012 version of the JK. That's the same body that I'm using on Fool's Gold, the black and gold one. That's the same exact body. Um yeah. So everything's compatible, really. So you can get anything SCX10, SCX102, it'll work. The only things in the 103 that you'd have to be careful about um are going to be like any kind of a slider or something because they have a different since that chassis is adjustable and the center section is a little different. It's going to be a little different. Um but other than that no, you should be cool. You should yeah, you should be good. Yeah. Um brings back memories
1: yeah it does i know i'm sitting here looking at mine on the shelf trying to think how i have the battery and stuff in it it's been forever since i've even popped the body off of that thing uh, next question from nick larusso having a hard time finding time to get out and crawl lately how do you guys handle not getting out often to crawl it's well i
0: start by crying that you yeah. feel a little better yeah no we move on from there
1: no, we don't get to go nearly as much as we want. Like, we went this last weekend. That was pretty fun. We'll get into that in a little bit, but I don't know. I mean, really, lately, it's been, like, maybe two times a month, I think, that I've been able to get out. If, uh... Better than me.
2: I think the last time I went crawling was right after we got back from our trip, and then the next time I'll be going is next weekend at Axio Fest. It'll be about, so if you go at that rate, that'd be once a month if wow. you're lucky.
0: And you host a scaled podcast. Yep. We need Nick on here. I'm going to replace you. Oh, wow. I'm taking over, dude. You made a mistake, oh, wow. laying me on. <laughs> Making staff changes. Staff
2: changes. Intern doesn't have that kind of power. So you I better the watch power it power of the people
0: to... behind me before you go back to the on. basement.
1: <laughs> In turn, going to pull a hostile takeover. Yes, sir. I will oh. overthrow this establishment. <laughs> Eric Warren, how was Axial Fest Badlands 2021? Let me tell you, oh, it was wet and muddy for three days, and it was amazing. Any of you had to Donner? I was a little disappointed I didn't see a huge release from Axial.
2: So I've touched base on this a couple times. Um, I don't think Axial made it a super big um, release on you know, what was going on with the Donner um, Axial Fest, mainly because being that it's in California and we've had some of the strictest, you know, shutdowns and all that stuff. um, I think that's got a lot to do with why um, they didn't make a big ordeal about it. Um, I do know that pre-registration is down from what it normally is but i'm not complaining i'm actually using that as like this is going to be to me remind like reminding me of how the early days were at axial fest i mean i wasn't there at the very beginning like some of my friends were but my first year was 2014 and i think there was like three to four hundred people max and it just grew from there so it'd be kind of cool to keep it like another like to bring it back down to a smaller, more manageable number. I mean, of course, I you know, it's always awesome seeing a ton of enthusiasts out there, you know, doing what we all love, but at the same time, it's just kind of like, I don't know, more laid back when it's, you know, more manageable, 500 and less. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, I will be a Donner. Um, I did see a bunch of those posts from Badlands and I can't believe that it rained for three days. I mean, that's like, <laughs> I, mean, it's, I saw cars if somebody, stuck
1: in the parking lot and needing to be pushed and like just all <laughs> kinds of stuff.
2: I mean, I do got to give it to you, to the, to the diehards that went. Um, the thing that, the only thing that would like kind of like bum me out is like if you were somebody who traveled from like, let's say like the West Coast or even all the way to like the East Coast and you traveled hours to get there and it rained the whole entire time, I might be a little disappointed. I mean, I'd still make the best of it, but I mean, it'd be kind of like seriously. So.
1: Yeah, I could see that. I don't know. I'm, I, I probably could have figured out a way to still have fun with it being crappy and rainy and muddy, but that's, I don't know. I mean, granted that stuff is miserable. Like you take a step and like your shoe is left behind in the mud and things like that, like that sucks, but I don't know. Rain isn't too bad sometimes, but there that looked like a little much. As soon as you accept the fact that it's
0: wet and muddy, and you know that going into it is pretty fun. Yeah, it's but you're right. You, it,
1: showing it, up and, and it's, it's gonna suck to with suck. for everybody too. You know, it's like it, It's gonna be the same experience for everyone,
2: right? Um, yeah, I mean we we did a whole uh, recon G six up at uh Rollins Lake. It dumped on us like the entire time.
1: Sounds like fun. I probably would have been okay with that. That would have been a good time, I bet. I've always wanted to do a Recon G6. I never have, and I've always wanted to.
2: Yeah, I mean, it'd be nice if uh, Parker kind of started doing those again. The problem is, like, everything, stuff morphs and gets so crazy so quickly that, like, you know, it just it loses what it used to be. Like, the roots disappear, and then yeah. you're just kind of like, all right, this, you know yeah just gets a little annoying but i mean it was a lot of fun we were there we had rain gear on and did the entire event in the pouring rain (laughs) so
1: that's right. i would have been cool with that
2: um let's see
1: justin gebhart says besides the element-based builds what is your second go-to brand of rig
2: well Um, this question must be for you
1: i i guess um I don't know. I mean, really, like, all my personal stuff's element than anything else is just work stuff, like a Rift and SMT10 and stuff like that. Like, we have some Axial rigs, but those are just kind of for work purposes. Adam's Axial boy. Of course. In turn, runs whatever he feels like.
0: I run whatever I can afford. With that being said, though, I've owned both Axial and Red Cat, and I... The aftermarket support on the Axial is just absurd, so I'd go with them after Element for sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, Jared Bluen says, a guy that owns that Capra can suck at Cool Rap, though. Um, that's a picture of Jared Bluen's Capra, so that's why he said that. Um, Nick LaRusso, did you guys record? Now we are. Nope. Um, a week later. <laughs> yeah, Justin <laughs> Berger. The last RC I had was an X mod from Radio Shack. Looking to get back into the hobby. In your guys' opinion, what are the top three RTR crawlers for a newbie and favorite body style for each pick? Ooh. And also how do different body styles, wheelbase effect, the run, if at all. Very green to all of this.
2: That's actually a very, very, very good like question.
1: That is a good question.
2: We haven't gotten a lot of
1: answers.
2: Yeah, we haven't gotten one. We haven't gotten like that kind of a thorough question in a while. Yeah. Um. I mean, honestly, your top three are going to be, however you put it, whatever order you put it in. um, Axial Element Traxxas. Those are the top three. Those have the most. Those have the most aftermarket support. Um, They're depending on, like I said, if you go with the like the original axial slash 10 which you can still get your hands on that and the element have very similar uh, transmissions they're based off the same three-gear design so they're gonna perform very similar um they also both share like a very similar like platform the the c-channel rail axles three-gear transmission everything's kind of distributed properly so you got a nice like i'd call it a, 60 40 weight ratio you got a little more in the front than the rear um traxxas is in a little different league of their own they're going to be the most expensive so if you're like very green to this and you haven't gone out and looked at any rc cars um they're going to be the most expensive uh and that's just the way traxxas has been every vehicle they have is licensed they have a lot of bells and whistles with most of their cars, unless you go with like the Traxxas TRX4 Sport, which yes. is a more primitive Pete, you know, rig. Um,
0: She's still kind of fancy. I feel like they overcomplicated a couple things for somebody who's super green.
2: And then also the other thing you gotta look at is, are you going to enjoy the car or are you like more of like a scale purist and you wanna see like non-portal um, axles? Cause if you're gonna go non-portal, then it's going to be Axial 102 slash Element, um, because those both have straight axles. The Axial 103 has portals. Yes, they do make a kit to get rid of the portals, but then being that you're so green, that's a lot of work and a lot of knowledge to throw at you at once. Um, so, yeah, so that's what I would do. As far as body style, um, Run what you I like. mean, like yeah i i mean they all they all have their own stuff i mean like i said traxxas has a lot of licensing so they have i think they have the defender the bronco and the blazer those are like the three big main ones um elements vehicles are not licensed but you have the one And jake can correct me if i'm wrong the one that looks like a power wagon that one is the ready
0: yeah that ones are that one's
2: ready to run Um
1: Sendero HD, which is kind of a honcho looking truck. Yeah. Um I don't know. If he's gonna be getting into crawling and stuff, I don't know if I'd go with a trail runner. It's like IFS. If he's looking to get like right back into it, I'd probably get one of the solid axle rigs and then figure out what your jam's gonna be. But I don't know. If it I think if it was me, I'd suggest either like if you're gonna go Axial, either the Deadbolt or the Honcho, um the 10 2, either of those are a good solid platform well, for a beginner. Here's the other
2: and here's the other thing too with that too. If if price is also um like in the mix, any of the licensed rigs, like Axial makes some licensed rigs, like the Jeep, the Blazer. Well, I think the is discontinued, but their Jeeps and stuff, those are obviously licensed. They're gonna be a little more pricey. The Deadbolt's gonna be cheaper because it's a non-licensed body. Yeah. Um, same but, with the Honcho. The is a non licensed body. So those are gonna be the ones that are gonna be your cheaper um rigs. Yeah. But realistically, don't let any of that stuff like deter you because you're not really you're okay, because you're not gonna get anything different. Like so if you're like, oh, I missed out and I didn't get a licensed rig, the only thing you're missing out on is the body. It's the same components, same everything.
0: Yeah. It's worth noting that if you're willing to learn how to play with link length, you can run any body you want on any car. That's just something you gotta mess with, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I think. Yeah, I would say those two axials, TRX4 Sport, and if you're gonna get, if you want to get Element, I would suggest doing. I don't know. I like the Ecto because I like that extra wheelbase. That twelve eight is good. Um, I'd get an Ecto or like the Sendero HD. One of those two. Those are those are my picks for beginner rigs for somebody.
2: um Legit. I guess the other thing to add to that too is um as far as wheelbase, shorter wheelbases are going to be harder to crawl with. Longer is better. Well, it's a little more stable. Like you don't have as much, like, you know, when you're climbing up something, you're not going to have that initial roll backwards, like over itself. But being that it's longer, you do have the possibility of high centering. So. Yeah, you gotta like it's, it's 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 a give it really and take. it's like a it's a give or take you know there's always a pros and cons to everything um and then and then like elliot said especially with most of these rigs all being about the same now most of them run four millimeter um i believe it's four millimeter right threaded rod ends yeah. or is it three millimeter? yeah i think it's four no. okay so being that it's all four you know you can actually adjust like you know you can get, for instance, like the Traxxas uh, Revo rod ends. That's what I typically use. You can get the longer ones, and if you wanted to dial in your wheelbase any differently, you could say like, "Oh, I want to add like a quarter inch." You could actually cut down that Revo uh, rod in the longer one, cut it down, thread it, and turn, put it right on the links, and you can readjust everything. Or you, if you don't, um, if you have enough thread in there, you can just turn the rod ends out equally you'll see some thread but that'll adjust your um wheelbase also yes yes it will exactly
1: um let's see tony charbonneau says okay here's one for all you guys girlfriend wife and kids are gone you're all alone for a night of rc what are you drinking and what kit are you going to build
0: that's a very unrealistic situation though for you <laughs> I can never escape <laughs>
1: myself that's true
0: I don't Sucks know.
1: To suck. um I don't have any uh I don't know <laughs> Kit that you're don't gonna worry build? about Travis like, uh, he's, he's on his own he's he's a grown-up now so I don't got to worry about that and I'm not married so um and I don't drink either so I'm absolutely no fun at all with this question
0: little loser
2: all right so for me it's always my go-to it's gonna be Coors Light just because that's my beer of choice um it you know I don't know that's just what I go to um and kit would I be building honestly now that I'm looking at it I was like you know there hasn't been a lot of kits out recently that I want but I would build a rift
1: yeah. good answer that's a really good segue into our
2: weekend too no i mean that's the Don't reason questions. why
0: seeing, good.
2: seeing your guys's pictures and stuff that's what got me you know that's what i was like man you know the rift does look like a lot of fun so it did do. not break like i
1: so we had an mks servo in it with no servo saver and travis and i destroyed the gears on that being idiots um we haven't broken an axle housing. We haven't even broken a rod end. Uh, I've got it right here. Let me see how that rear diff is holding up because I didn't lock the rear diff. Well, I guess it's self-locked now because I'm assuming it grenaded. So there's something <laughs> going on with the rear diff in it still. But, but that's not a big sur-
0: deal because you'd want to lock it anyways.
1: Yeah, like right now it. Definitely isn't spinning good. Um, I will say this with the rift, it didn't, the the diffs didn't spin very freely to begin with from the factory. They're kind of rough and chunky. Um, but aside from that, no, I mean, dude, it was, it worked good. The I'm I'm not a fan of the electronics at all. Um, (laughs) (laughs) the sensorless electronics for what we were doing over the weekend. It was. No, uh, it wasn't the way to go. Um it it was just so inconsistent with where the power would start since it was sensorless. Um, made it kinda hard to drive accurately, I guess you could say. But uh no, it it held up great and honestly dude, like it was a kick in the ass. Like I would absolutely recommend one of these to somebody. Just, you know, don't treat it like an X Max, you know, use it what it's designed for, but yeah, no, that's a good choice, dude. I I think you'd have fun with one of those.
0: It hung in there with the uh, with the full tube chassis bouncers too. Like it was wasn't sleeping even with those electronics.
1: Yeah, no, it's what there was a three way tie for fourth. Yeah. That I was a part of, so it was it was definitely competitive. I mean, how many? Well, I guess we should start from the beginning. Nah, <laughs> they <laughs> so, can
0: fill in the pieces. Yeah, no,
1: so um, intern and I went down to Oakville, Washington, which is like kind of southwesternish Washington, sort of near like south of Olympia. And uh, it, it's at private property, it's, it's these people's house. It's a bow and arrow RC club. And we went down there and they do... I guess the closest thing you could compare it to is like southern style rock racing. Um there was some bouncer type stuff, there was an obs you know, some obstacle course type things, um a lot of varying terrain there was like dirt, sand, a little bit of clay, river rock, abrasive rock, concrete chunks. Like they had a little bit of everything and it was like this big, huge like this big area with, like, big piles of stuff and dirt and rocks had stacked and everything. And then they had, like, trenches, too. Like that pits. You could Yeah, like pits. These long pits dug all over the place. And then some of them were, like, big and bowled out. And you had, like, big climbs out of them and stuff. And um, we had done a live broadcast as much as we could because we were kind of fighting um, keeping our phones charged because we had a lot we were trying to cover. But, uh, yeah, it's – we – showed up, I don't know, probably about 10, 15 or so things I think got rolling around 11. But I mean, how many they, one thing they did that was really cool was a trail class. So they had like, yeah, trail class for like one nine rigs that you could kind of, you know, get your feet wet with that if you wanted to see if you wanted to, you know, get into that type of racing. But yeah, it was like a Southern rock racing type format where you've got, they had three hills. And you get two tries at each hill and then to take your fastest time for each hill. And then they had like a point system and stuff. So that was really cool. Like trail class was super fun. There was a ton of people and like all the racing was really, really close intern did really good. He almost podiumed, So that was super cool. Um,
0: yeah. The, their two run system was really nice to have.
1: You, you need that practice. run. Twice. Like you, you yeah. absolutely need that first practice run. Otherwise it's tough for sure. But no, it was good. I mean, they had like some loose dirt climbs. I mean, there was, it was challenging enough to where there was some stuff you're like, man, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Like in the, they call the bouncer class, you know, the two T rigs, the pro mod class. And there was a couple lines that were just gnarly. One of them was this like stepped two ledge line going uphill and it was super dug out and like grass at the very top and like it had like an inverted lip on it that was about six inches tall that you're trying to get up and over and uh, that was super challenging that was a difficult one so no it it was good they ran a good program there's a lot of people there and we man we had a really nice time it was super cool to show up somewhere and not have to have like a product booth or help run the event or anything like that. Like for once I finally got to like go and just enjoy and and, Yeah, exactly. Just, you know, race and have fun and enjoy the afternoon. And it was, it was a great time.
0: It's worth pointing out that it was a super cool community. Like I, I wouldn't try and compare them to like off road, like buggy racers, but they like also weren't part of the scale world that were like, you know, tacking on 3d printed mirrors and brass portals there was a super interesting community that was awesome to be a part of
1: yeah it was definitely geared around rock like rock bouncer type stuff you know right it was somewhere in between yeah yeah there were there was some stuff that you would sort of crawl but a lot of the stuff was just like pin it and hope for the best like definitely you want like in the trail class especially you wanted tires that were pretty big and chunky that would dig in and what you had klrms on yours
0: yeah i had voodoo klrms that worked
1: great yeah those worked really really well there was a bridge there that was these two wooden poles that were you know no bark or anything on them and they were wet and that was super challenging i had i was using the rc40 drive um mickey thompson baja pro x's which are like these crazy big chunky knobby tires and gnarly yeah they did really good everywhere except for on wood the for whatever reason the compound was really weird i mean even though it's like a really soft compound it was super slippery on all the wood stuff so that was kind of like my nemesis all day was any of the wooden obstacles i kind of struggled with but they had like a teeter-totter on a couple one or was it one or two of the um Trail classes.
0: Just the second no, it was the third one. No, it was both. Sorry.
1: Second and the third hill. Yeah, it was fun. No, it it was lots of fun. Definitely a good time. I would I would for sure go down there again. Like I think camping would be pretty fun there too. Beautiful setting. I mean, God, they had a gorgeous piece of property out there. Definitely. We uh past some shady looking stuff oh my God. on the way there. Did I there. send
0: you that picture yet? Or no, just uh-uh. uh-uh. sentence,
1: you know? I was gonna post all that on the Patreon group. I okay. had posted some of the videos there, some but, uh, shady business. Yeah, there there was there was a couple uh, houses there that were pretty rough and had lots of like spray painted "keep out, no <laughs> trespassing" signs and "you're not welcome" and lots of f-words and stuff spray painted all over things in their yard and yeah it, it was it was a little gnarly we were kind of scared um it was something that you just kind of like drive by and uh <laughs> it was just... such a weird area like you'd have that house
0: and then next door you'd have this giant house with like five car garages and oval driveways because i would assume the property's cheap it's, yeah. it's a
1: funky area dude I'm going to save these and forward them to Adam really quick because... Do that. <laughs> <laughs> it was... It, yeah, Amazing. It, not what I was expecting at all. <laughs> it it was, was a secretly
0: was, film while you drive by type of place. Yeah, If you
1: look in the picture of the van, Adam, that says F off on the back windows, um, you can see that the majority of their roof is made up of tarps and cloth of their <laughs> house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was
0: the red riding Adam by the way, on the van says you're not welcome brutal my I tried to get a good picture of it.
2: What kind of drug dealerness
1: is that you know I... what? <laughs> I, if I had to guess I would say they're cooking meth and they're not being super discreet about it with all the <laughs> no trespassing signs
2: <laughs> it's, like,
1: it's like you know I get what you guys are trying to do here. You have you know like possibly this like hillbilly drug enterprise that you're trying to get rolling, but it's not the most you're low kind key of drawing NMC. some attention to yourself by not wanting attention <laughs> yeah
2: or or watch did, did the pictures control- come through yet. Oh yeah.
1: You, oh, so you see him now.
2: Oh yeah. They did a nice job. I was gonna say, or what if it's a one eighty, and they're actually like just like big time like video game nerds, and like they just have no social skills, so they want no one to come around.
0: That's like me though.
2: I don't know if they
1: have any home electronics in there with that roof system <laughs> they got going on. Um, yeah,
0: they've got a nice PC under there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think there might be too much, like, uh, rainwater coming through to <laughs> be able to have electronics in there. It was sketch, dude. Like, we're driving by and, like, it, we kind of felt a little bit uneasy. Like, huh, all right. Like, Where we better not we? drive too slow or there's going to be some dude, you know, in his undies screaming with a shotgun on his porch, you know. <laughs> it was kind of – it was different. <laughs>
0: it's. I'm glad to say James – fucking Jay, sorry – F-150 is still bullet hole
1: free. It is, yeah.
0: Zero bullet holes. Kind of yeah. disappointing. We'd have a cooler story if there were. If we got but shot like, at. <laughs> maybe your patrons could repair it.
1: Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, it was... Uh, Next time. We had a good time. The, the drive down was sketch. But aside from that, we had a really good time. We uh, have a lot of new um, catchphrases and things like that. So... Yes, that, was, that was kind of fun. Added to our vocabulary. And then we had a guy in a spray-painted matte black, spray-painted Dodge <laughs> Ram, which I forgot to tell you. So after I dropped you off, oh, going no. through Marysville, met him again on the freeway. <laughs> like, how the, does that happen, dude?
0: Jay was so intimidated by this rattle can paint job truck that was following
1: us dude every time he would go by it was just like stuffing his foot through the freaking firewall, just mashing people. on the accelerator trying to Let make noise and stuff you're just like rate. man this dude is he's the boss he's an alpha for sure so. chase
0: is trying to race toy cars and this guy's letting him know who's boss
1: God, it was funny. Yeah, that dude, he had an interesting program going. But, yeah, I, we just couldn't get away from the dude. Like, he'd be going along, and he'd come back up, and every time <laughs> it was just vroom, vroom. Like, okay. Well, that's because, you know, he's got the sauce. he show back up. Yep, this dude would just appear. So, yeah, I, I saw him again, and I was just like, uh-oh. <laughs> Glad nothing went down. Yeah, no, I didn't have you to back me up this time, so. <laughs> So yeah, no, it was a good trip. I haven't gone on an RC crawling trip in a while, so it was a good time. And I'm yeah, last I've time I went definitely going to do, do it again with you. Yeah, need to do that more. And then when Trav gets back, we're gonna. I think he and I actually are going to go to Oregon and do some content creating or whatever they want to call it now. So,
0: isn't he in Oregon right
1: now? Yeah, he'll be back tomorrow. He is in uh-uh. Redmond, Oregon.
0: Imagine celebrating your birthday and not recording a podcast.
1: Like a normal person would. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it, That's a whole new level of nerd, making sure that you record a podcast on your birthday.
0: <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. That's a whole new level of commitment.
1: Yeah. So yeah, nope. it was fun. We had a good time. It was good
2: yeah, looked like a good time. It was. Yeah, like it I was said, cool. that's why I'm like, the rock bouncer would be cool. But like I said, it, to me, it's going to end up being like the drag stuff for me. It's going to be like there's nobody. I mean, there are people around here to do it, but it's like a mission to have to drive somewhere. So like, especially with the rock bouncer, there's probably really nowhere to do it. So I don't know. Uh,
1: I, I mean, I'm kind of in the same situation. Like there's a few spots where we go crawling that it's fun at. And like Travis and I busted it out at uh, Mount Erie one day and that was a good time. But um, I don't know, like now seeing that there's like a pretty deep rock bouncer scene here, I'm kind (laughs) of excited to go do more stuff like that. So, I mean, it's going to be, you know, a good three hour drive to go down there and hang out with those guys and race again. But you know, like, if they were having another one this weekend, I would probably go because it was fun. But, I mean, there was – I want to say there was only two rifts there. There was mine and then uh, Yours one of the guys' wife or girlfriend had one. And uh, yeah. everything else was, like, straight-up, like, legit metal-caged rock bouncers. Like, you know, like, 13 or 14 of them. Like, there was a lot. It, it was really surprising. I didn't – that wasn't really what I expected to see at all. You know, like, I think there was two no. Yeti – there was two Yetis – in that group, two Rifts, and then the rest were Metal Cage Bouncers.
0: I'm not going to lie. Afterwards, I went to A-Main and looked at the price of the Rift kit. It's pretty
1: pretty fun, dude. Like, Pretty I mean, sweet. I don't know. I, I think definitely there's some setup changes I would do, you know, like next time around. I think definitely softer shocks just so the thing doesn't like kick and deflect quite as bad you know like i I need softer springs like it it was really stiff the ride height was a little too much i think too um it was she needs to settle down yeah it i don't know if i want to just do like limiter internal limiters in the shocks or what i'm not really sure exactly what i'm gonna do just yet but I definitely want to, like, slam the ride height down and soften it up some so that it handles some of that easier. That, and it just absolutely needs a censored system, you know, because we have the RTR version for work because the kit one hadn't come out yet. And uh, the Spectrum Electronics, like, for what we were doing. If it was just, like, straight up hills and stuff you were climbing, I'm sure it'd be fine. But, like, this was, like, tight turns and a little bit of crawling and, like, you definitely would want like that kind of precision control over your throttle and braking which the spectrum rtr electronics just don't have they're they're not great yeah i
0: think for next time i'm going to change up my body i absolutely love my gatekeeper but that plastic cage is just a little too top heavy for what we're doing
1: yeah i i think I think in trail class, honestly, like the Ecto slash a gatekeeper was a pretty good setup because it has plenty of suspension travel, still articulates good, and they just, that 12.8 wheelbase, dude, I really think that that helps on some of that stuff. And with having overdrive and everything else, you don't really necessarily have to worry about, you know, the turning radius with having, you know, a 12.3 rig that's right i got overdrive in mine still it makes a difference i mean you saw that one little corner that i had like i did popped up on and like let the front end walk over and stuff like the overdrive definitely helps so i mean you could
0: definitely tell
1: Yeah. yeah i think that's something you you should for sure put in yours i mean i think we've we've got it in all of them i mean i i drove the ecto twice i think with just the factory overdrive that it comes with which isn't much yeah that's um, what i have yeah so just whatever it is out of the box but the the 11.6 percent overdrive definitely is a big help on that so yeah no i just need to get some teak and electronics and the rift and it'll i think it'll be a contender the tires weren't bad um honestly like as much loose dirt and there was a lot of really loose and kind of gravelly rocky dirt there <laughs> I, I think like USD stickies would have been the yeah. tire to have there. Like they those blocky open lugs. That yeah, you just chucked the dirt out. Yeah, the the stock axial tires, the boggers that are cut on them, aren't bad. Like I mean, that was probably one of the better things about the rig, you know, driving it. But I think that a hot setup would definitely be having some USD stickies.
0: Yeah, I saw some of the guys were cutting down swampers or high racks to the point where they were like almost paddle tires. That yeah. Loses, which made me think there's that loose
1: those. Cause I have those RC four wheel drive tractor tires, whatever they're called, the
0: mm-hmm.
1: mud slingers or whatever. I, I forget now, but anyways, they, something like that.
0: Yeah. The, I, no, that's Jake
1: Yeah, no, these, they, I think they would have worked pretty good with like dual stage foams, like some Proline dual stage foams in them but they would have ballooned up like pizza cuttered pretty easily. And with some of the faster corners, I I think it would have been an issue with having them like the sidewall fold over because they're a little soft. But I don't know. I mean, like they were saying, you know, like, well, you guys can come down, you know, for like test and tune or whatever. Like I honestly, I would almost be down for that just to try and, you know, spend some time getting a rig dialed in to work a little better on it. But it's quite the
0: drive, but at some point we need to gather up a bunch of parts and go down for, there for the day
1: and just mess around, you know? Yeah, just get a setup dialed in. But Trail Class is pretty good, though. Like, I'm not even. I mean, you could have a brushless system in Trail Class, but like, even like. I mean, I ran like RTR brushed electronics in the Ecto and it got along just fine. So.
0: Yeah, I don't even think it's necessary. The Trail Class is so much about driving and picking lines.
1: Yeah. It was pretty technical. Like, I mean, all of it was pretty technical driving. Like, honestly, I mean, none of it was easy. I wouldn't say any of it was easy,
0: but you know, the trail, you just don't have the power and the wheel speed to get you out of it. You know, those small tires, you got to pick where you put them.
1: I think more than having, I think if somebody were to show up with the rig, I think more than worrying about like a brushless system or something like I would just pick some big, gnarly, chunky tires like your KLRMs or those RC four-wheel exactly. drive tires. Like something burly that can shovel some dirt because that... I I don't think you could use like a crawling-type no. trail tire, you know, tread and do very well. I think I would have been stuck nonstop pretty much, you know, like all the dirt hills and stuff, so... but there really... Pretty much pick a beefy tire and learn how to drive. Yeah. Dude, there was a guy there that had... He was running trail class with I wanna say it was an SCX ten three and he had three point (laughs) eight fives on it. And like we're just cheering for him all day. Like he he was doing really good with it too. Like it it was kind of fun to watch. I was like, Yeah, dude, tiny tire guy's crushing it. So that was pretty fun to watch. This
0: is the same course that the two point twos ran on. Like obviously not the same lines, but the same terrain. My man was out there slaying.
1: Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was neat to watch. That guy did really well with it, so.
0: Until you jinxed him. Did I jinx him? Yeah, I got the life to
1: prove it. Oh, man. That's no good. This is what it is. It's all your fault, Jay. I know it. We've established that. Yeah. So, yeah. That was pretty much it. It was some good stuff. Indeed. Yeah.
2: Well, I have a story, but it's not that exciting. Uh oh. I'll
0: be the judge of that.
2: So, Jay, you know how we've been talking about ordering pre runner bodies to make like a pre runner, like street runner kind of like, you know, build? Mm hmm. So, we've been looking at different ones, and like I keep feeling that the ones designed for the slash are a little too big for the crawler, you know, realm just because they're very wide. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to go with this one body. So I wrote down the part number. Nobody had it in stock. I punched it in on Amazon and I wasn't paying attention. And the body, it's same body. It's Proline Chevy body, four-door Silverado. And they have two part numbers. One is for, I think it's for like the Stampede and the other one's for like, I want to say the X-Max or something like that. I could be wrong but they're two different sizes. One's like an inch narrower than the other. Anyways, I wasn't paying attention. So I hit order. It gets here. I'm all excited. I open the box. I'm like, this thing is tiny. I was like, was it a little
1: (laughs) one or something? Yep. (laughs) Oh, no.
2: So I got to send that one back. Bummer. I was all excited. Nobody, nobody has the one that I want. So I got to wait.
1: Have you looked
0: at the Ranger body, Adam? They have some uh, pre-runner fender flares you can bolt on. Ranger. Yeah, Proline. Yeah, the Proline. Made a Ford Ranger with some
1: pre-runner parts. Mm -hmm. Something to look at.
2: I'm not a big Ford fan. That might be for Jay.
1: That's that standard cab one that they just really kind of missed their mark with. It looked good on the car they used. Yeah, I just I don't know. They should have. Should have made it an extra cab, but whatever. Why they made it a long bed standard cab, I'm not sure. Jay's not angry or anything. I'm not. It just, I you know. <laughs> it's just, it's okay looking. But I'm going to, I have the fenders. I'm going to use them for something else. But we'll see. I don't know. Our Adam and I's pre-runner thing is not working quite the way we were hoping it would. So we're
2: interesting sorry it. well i have an idea i just gotta wait for that body to show up i mean well to be available every proline's website says coming soon sorry we got the train going by okay Train. well okay so we're like not that far away from the train that goes by and i think it's the freaking um what is it that like the the one that actually has all not like the passenger train it's like the actual one with all the carts and stuff because that one blows the horn like 20 times more um but did you know that the j concepts has a body this has to be their answer to the um proline cliffhanger the tucked 1989 f-250
1: yeah i've seen that
2: dude i didn't know about
1: that it's i don't know it's not bad it's not like the worst thing i've ever seen it's it came out i think almost exactly the same time that the cliffhanger did if i remember right
2: huh interesting yeah because i'm still i'm still looking for that
1: it looks pretty cool
0: I just looked up the cliffhanger. How had I not seen this before? It's like a pre-pinched comp body. Yep. I guess that's cool if that's what you want to do.
1: There was one in the truck the entire day on Sunday.
0: Wait, was that? Really? Yeah. I'm not very observant, dude. I'm really oblivious. You should know that by now.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that was the uh, my comp truck that was in there that we took for parts just in case. <laughs> Always have to take a just-in-case truck.
0: For
1: sure. That's probably the smallest number of vehicles I think I've ever gone somewhere with, though. Because, like, that's part of the problem is, like, with all the stuff that we've accumulated for work and everything. Like, when I go crawling, it's like, what do I want to drive? You know, and, like, lately it's been almost the Ecto exclusively. Like, I've spent a lot of time with that thing. But I also want to try and find like a really good setup for it too, though. So that's why I've been messing with like springs and shock oil.
0: Sounds like a lot of work. I'm so lazy. I feel bad that I neglect my crawler.
1: You know, sometimes it's nice to just have a rig that you don't care about necessarily. Like that. I mean, I care about the ecto, obviously, but like I just hosed it off and blew it off with air after we got back. I mean,
0: that's that why I got fun. into. Crawling in the first place, something I can just not care about when I'm not racing. Yeah,
1: it's like if I have to replace some bearings and spend eleven dollars or something, I'm really not super upset about it. Like I would rather, I don't know. It's just nice to have something you don't really care about. God,
0: my gatekeeper eats bearings. I'm not very smart when that's I drive so, it.
1: I don't. Yeah, that's you must drive in a lot of water because I, have I <laughs> to lose a bearing on any of these rigs. And I'm I mean, driving like, in a lot of waters. Understatement, dude. We've got element rigs that. Have been around since they very first came out and they're still
2: going so since long the long. dawn of time.
1: Yes, I don't know, it was fun. Yeah, that's, that's reminding me. Rift, I gotta order a barrier rift and then put together something for one nine trail and come up here and do one of those races because that was a good time. I think Travis would do really well at it. I agree. But that's because he's fast with everything.
0: That's true. I think he enjoys the more methodical racing of scale, like not just standing around counting 3D printed scale accessories, you know?
1: Yeah, I don't know if he'd be into scale comps, but what we did this last weekend, I think he would probably really enjoy. For sure. Because it was good. So, yeah, there you have it. Thanks for listening, everybody.
2: We're not ending it like that. It's oh, only okay. been like... Yeah, that's boring. <laughs> <laughs>
1: My God.
0: It's hard to kind of read you over Me? audio. I'm like, is he kidding or are we really
1: dipping? I'm hard to read anyways. That's true.
2: Oh, if Jay had his way, he'd end the show after the questions.
1: Hey, welcome to episode 86. You guys have a great weekend. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
2: Uh, You just reminded me I do got to order a bearing. So I did a, well, not really. I guess you can say it's a noob mistake. Kind of. (laughs) Oh, okay. So when I was doing... The new when I was putting the brass knuckles on my SCX24, I did the same method like I do when I'm setting them in my you know normal knuckles on like the 110th scale. And basically what I use is like a small socket that's like the same diameter as the bearing. Because sometimes, like especially when you do what I do and I paint the knuckles so that you don't have to stare at the brass, it makes the tolerances tighter than they were before you painted them so the bearing doesn't really want to go in there so i scrape a lot of the paint off but it's still kind of hard so i always just tap it in lightly with a socket dude it like exploded the bearing everywhere oh no i was like all those little really tiny little needle bearings all over the place i was like well, this sucks. So I had to steal one from my other car. So now my other car is not drivable. So I'm like, oh. Damn. So. Luck. But yeah. So I got to get that fixed before next weekend.
1: I was going to take 24th just to mess around with when we were down there. And I completely forgot about it. I, what I need to do is just leave mine in my backpack. It's like small enough just leave it in there and call it good.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm going to bring two of mine because one of them is still sitting in the box. I don't know why I won't pull it out of the box. That's the Betty one, isn't it? Oh, well, that was that one. I forgot about that one.
1: Oh, so you have another boxed one. That's what you're saying.
2: Yep. How could I forget about the Betty one? Holy crap. Because it's more decoration then well i mean i guess i did i have taken it out for some poser shots but um and so i could see what number i had but uh no the other one was the axe was the axial obviously um c10
1: oh i didn't know you had that one i thought you just said the jeep
2: no, I have the Jeep. I have the one that Elio gave me that has the hard body suburban body on it. And then I have the Betty and that C 10 the C 10. Um, Nick lap picked up for me when uh, what's that place? Oh, I can't even remember? Uh, how horrible of me? Oh,
1: you're the local. That- oh, okay.
2: Yeah. When J&M went out of business, um, yeah, they're having a sale, and I think that I think it was like 90 bucks out the door. That's a so deal. So, yeah, so he bought a couple of them, so he gave me one. So, I'm like, you know, it kind of has some sentimental value. It's the last little uh hobby related thing I have from them, so it's like, yeah, I might just leave it alone for now.
1: Not a bad idea. I've got, um, we had bought the the JL, and then i've got um a deadbolt and a c10 body for it too but i haven't done anything with those yet they're still like not painted or anything because i wanted to do some more 124th products i just haven't gotten around to it yet it would be nice to get those done
2: yeah yeah what else um yeah, no, that's about it. Um, I just saw that that was uh, new, um, that when we were looking on the bodies at that J concept, the tucked one, that's kind of interesting. Um, um, sp- uh, God dang
1: it, what is his name? It's not, is it Spencer? Um, he's on Instagram. He has a really cool looking one. Um, I'm trying to think what his Instagram name is now. Let's see. It's not Iceworm. Sack um, the Ripper. He has an awesome, awesome looking version of that body that you're talking about that's all done up with like Milwaukee graphics. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yep yeah that's that jay Con body
2: oh okay i thought that was for some reason oh okay yeah you know you're right i thought that was the this whole time just because i was so used to the pinched look i thought that was the cliffhanger
1: oh yeah no he has a cliffhanger too now which is like some pretty wild paint on it and some cool colors and stuff but yeah no i i dig that milwaukee body that he did that thing looks really good
2: yeah my other hobby collecting milwaukee tools
1: really i did not know that
2: well i made the switch i'll bore everybody i made the switch from dewalt to milwaukee about two years ago really? so yeah so um my dad's always had dewalt for battery tools and like anybody else you kind of like gravitate to whatever your parents are using or whatever. So since that's what my dad used when we're, you know, when we're at work, I just said, all right. And I kept getting the same stuff, the DeWalt stuff. And then as stuff has progressed, the one thing that always irritated me about DeWalt was the batteries. Nobody makes, well, they don't even make big extended life batteries. And there's not a lot of aftermarket batteries making quality larger batteries. Like I had one that was supposed to be like a five amp hour battery. It only lasted for like two hours, but it was a little bit better than what we had. I mean, the DeWalt batteries just don't last and they take forever to charge. So I said, you know what? It's time for a switch. So I just said, you know, everyone's been raving about Milwaukee. Let's give it a shot. So replaced my drill drivers with milwaukee was pretty impressed was impressed with how long the battery lasted so that's when i said all right so i started buying more and more and more and next thing you know like i got like 25 different cordless tools in my truck at all times for uh, uh, that are milwaukee
1: i'm a dewalt guy
2: oh if i would have known i would have sent you all my stuff (laughs) i ended up giving it to michelle's uncle because He's got a ranch and what kind of rancher doesn't own tools? A poser. Yeah, that's what I said. So, I said, "Come on. You need stuff here for when you got to repair stuff." But to his defense, he purchased the property like at that time 2 years prior, but still 2 years.
0: Uh, that's long enough was, for fences to fall apart.
2: That's what I said. So, well, I was the one fixing all that stuff. So, (laughs) um, yeah, which, yeah. So anyways, so yeah, so I have stuff like I have the drill driver, I have the little M 12, um, compact drill. I have the hacksaw, the sawzall, the circular saw, the 18 or the 16 gauge, um, framer. I have the 18-gauge finish nailer. I have the rotor hammer, grinder, a couple uh, cordless flashlights slash work lights. What else do I have out of them? I think that's it. My job site speaker. Oh, and the oscillating tool. How could I forget? I use that tool all the time.
0: Those Probably are awesome. Like one of the I use one of
2: those names. a lot. So yeah, it's like the font. It's the nickname's fine because the fine tool was the first one to come out with it. Um, But now, a lot of companies make them. But everything I have is cordless. I mean, I finally started selling off my corded tools because I was tired of holding on to stuff that just I was never going to use again. I
1: have a few corded oh. Dewalt stuff, like my jigsaw and my. um, I don't know, would do you call it a chop saw or a miter saw? Circular saw. Well, it's like a radial arm saw and a miter saw and a chop saw all in one. Oh, yeah,
2: a bigger, that's a bigger tool.
1: You know, I'm talking about like the big giant ones, like a 13-inch yep. blade or whatever. Like, I've yep. got one of that's, those. I got, I got
2: the same thing. It's a 12-inch.
1: Yeah, it's that and the jigsaw are my only two corded ones, everything else. I think, you know, it's one of those things that you just – once you have like a couple of cordless tools, you just end up buying the same brand over and over yep. again because of the batteries yep. that in all of them. So yep, yeah, you're committed at that point.
2: Pretty much. And that's pretty much. Yeah. But see, I had to do the whole thing where I had to replace almost everything I had in DeWalt with Milwaukee. But the good news is the reason why I did it now is because I said, you know what? Bite the bullet now, get over, you know, and I can add some more, um, you know, tools to my arsenal stuff that I don't, didn't have, like the stuff I didn't actually expect to get was like my nail guns. Uh, those are battery powered. And the only reason why I did that was because my finished, I guess you can call it like for whenever I do finished carpentry, which isn't too much anymore. I have a really small Senco. It's like weighs like 25 pounds. If that little air compressor can bring it all over the place. You're not going to be able to to do a lot of finish nail gun um, shots or any kind of framing, way too low. So you need to bring a bigger air compressor. The problem with that is, you know, it's one more thing you got to carry in your truck and have more stuff, hoses and yada, 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 yada. The battery powered one, yeah, it's a little heavier than my pneumatic nailer, but slap a battery in there, load it with some nails. It's ready to go don't have to have an air compressor, don't have to drag cords around.
1: I think all my nail not... guns are pneumatic.
2: Yep. So I started selling off all that stuff. Oh, my whole hog. How did I forget that I have my whole hog? The half-inch breaker. The half-inch um half-inch impact and a heat gun. Those are I think everything I have. They cordless. make
0: a cordless heat gun? Yep. That's That would be ask. dope for nitro engines
2: well so i'll be honest it's cool for certain stuff like i got it mainly because like when we do under cabinet lights we have to solder all of the ends and then put the heat shrink over it and instead of trying to use your soldering iron yeah we just i just use the heat gun and shrinks it down now if you're doing anything super radical um it's not really your tool because like for instance we uh so every once in a while we have to get creative with some of the pvc pipe that we run for electrical and sometimes it's just away from the building just enough to where you'd have to put a um you have to put like a back like a block behind it so you can screw off to it which doesn't look that appealing so what we typically do is take the heat gun heat up the pvc till it's pliable put gloves on, bend it the way you want it, let the PVC recool, and then it created the bend, offset bend to get it closer to the building so we can do what we have to do. Um, I've done it with my cordless heat gun, but it takes twice as long just because it doesn't have the same kind of heat intensity as a corded. Oh, gotcha. But for like I said, heat shrink, let's say – or. Like in my case, I've had a couple jobs where you run in and you're doing something, or you have to move something for someone, and there's like a nail hole behind or something in the sheetrock, and you want to patch it real quick. You can slap spackle in there, take the heat gun in about you know thirty seconds; it's pretty dry. That's a so, good idea. It has, has I it have its to purpose. look
1: at that too because like with I have a corded heat gun, but like I get stuck putting wraps on for people like away from work a lot and having <laughs> one that's battery powered would be pretty rad actually feeling pretty called out not gonna lie no no like i think the last person <laughs> that i had to do that for was like schultz or somebody i believe it was that i had to put his wrap on like at the event but i think that that would be a really good thing for me to check out that way i do yeah, was- like bust out the generator just to put a wrap on
2: yeah and it wasn't bad either um i think i paid like it was less than 100 bucks Oh, that's not I, bad. that is good I so but know like it was
1: such an animal at first I no okay
2: idea. i'll tell you right now when you buy any of the, i don't know if Walt does it but when you buy any of the milwaukee stuff there's a little pamphlet in there and when you open it up it shows like i want to say like 90 percent of the tools they sell oh huh. so like there's just tools galore i'm gonna have to check so out. they have so much stuff i mean they even have which i was telling my boss the other day which i may or may not get they actually have a battery powered soldering iron what yep That's and the, and you can bend it into different positions so like it's got like a button you push and then it, and it'll it lock like ratcheting into different you know angles like you can turn it into oh. like a right angle or you can oh, keep like, it long like a want yeah that's crazy. Milwaukee I've seen stuff. the
1: ones that like work on, you know, they plug into your battery chargers power supply, like for RC stuff, but
2: yeah. I haven't seen yeah. anything like that. Yeah. A Milwaukee makes a lot of stuff. Like, I mean, a lot of stuff. So it's, it's pretty cool. That's why, like I said, I made the switch and now like I go, Oh, you know, I could use this tool and whatnot. And then it's funny that you made the comment about the wrist breaker when I said the whole hog, um, <laughs> That is true with their corded version, with their battery powered, not a chance. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Dude, I because have a battery- healthy
1: respect for those things. Like I want to say the one we had at the car stereo shop I worked at was a Milwaukee.
2: Yep. And... Those Milwaukee's probably corded, and if you have that thing on low and it snagged anything, that thing'll spin you around. Oh, like dude. Nothing.
1: Yeah. Like they're you have it like catch you off guard a couple times and said you got a pretty healthy respect for those things
2: yeah i've got a couple so like the first time i ever used a whole hog like this is like i'm talking like i want to say like eight nine years ago so i was helping a buddy out way back before i even got into electrical work um i was helping him run wires at a house and uh he's like You know, and I pulled out my little drill driver combo and I was trying to drill holes with my paddle bit with that. And he goes, no, 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 no. He goes, use my whole hog. And I'm like, oh, okay. So he sets it up for me and I go, all right. I'm standing on a ladder and I got the whole hog like right next to my shoulder and I'm just like pushing straight up. And all of a sudden he comes walking around the corner and he goes, Adam, let go of the trigger and don't let go of that whole hog. I'm like, all right. And I stop and he goes, dude, He goes, have you ever used a whole hog before? And I was like, no. And he goes, if that thing would have caught and spun all the way around, dude, that could have knocked you out and thrown you off the ladder. And I'm like, what? Like, I had no clue. Like, you know, he's like, that thing's got no clutch. So when it grabs, it'll just spin you. And I was like, huh. (laughs) And I had like no clue, right? So I'm like, all right. So I I would try to be more careful. And then I think like – maybe like the second, probably the first house I started wiring with my current boss like three years ago, two or three years ago now, I learned quickly to always preempt where that handle is going to go because I've twice pinched my hand between a stud and that handle drilling a hole. And it's not fun.
1: No, they're scary, dude. Like I've been used, – I've used them on like – car doors, you know, when you're putting like door speakers in something like, let's say, you know, you're trying to put like six and a halves or something in a older, like Toyota pickup or something, for example. So you bust out the whole hog and dude, I've had those things catch and like cross your arms faster and you could even yep. blink and like wrench your elbows super hard. Cause you haven't like, it happens so fast that you can't even let go. Like they're, they're genuinely kind of a scary tool,
2: honestly. No, like, they, they are. And yeah, no, they're very very like dude i haven't
1: even thought about that in such a long time like i just completely forgot this even existed
2: so the cool thing is the battery powered one actually has a chuck or clutch i'm sorry kind of to save the motor so you don't burn it up so if it ever gets kind of like bogged down it'll just like that's it it doesn't spin it goes and that's it you're just like all right which gets a little annoying because it's like there's times where like you're drilling through like four, five, you know, two by fours, because like, let's say like, for instance, I've been on job sites where you got like, two stacked together, because they didn't have a four by four, then they needed a four by four less than a foot away, because there's a there's a footing there that needs to anchor and, and you're just like, Alright, and you're trying to hit it all with one shot. And you get out the long drill bit, and you're making it through and then all of a sudden, because all the sawdust is building up in there, it starts like slowing down and you're like, oh, come on, come on, come on. And then all of a sudden it gets stuck (laughs) and you're just like, and then I got to get out the wrenches and I got to start like trying to manually undo it. It's a pain in the ass. But um, typically it just, it's just a breeze because and I know this is like completely off topic, but it's like, there's no cords binding you to anything now. So it's like, we have to go cut us like, okay, you need to go cut this two by four out of the way. You can get your corded, your cordless saws all boom. Oh, I need to cut a a piece of block so I can you know put it in there without you know whatever. Now I don't have to get a cord and all set up. Pull out my cordless uh, skill saw, cut it off. Take my cordless nailer. Boom, boom, done. Way faster than having to drag out all this extra stuff. So I mean, I think everything's got its place. And for me, cord. Cordless tools is where it's at.
1: Yeah, that would be a lot more efficient doing it that way. Alrighty. For sure. I just found a bunch of cordless heat guns on Amazon when we were talking. I'm going to have to do some more shopping.
0: Dude, we're so spoiled with one day or two day delivery up in Seattle area. I'm down on vacation in California right now. And I can get something in like four days. Oh, like, what? really? I could get it in like two hours in Lake Stevens.
1: Yeah, it's pretty crazy how quick it is up here. It's nice being that close to them.
0: Yeah, it sucks down here. I want to go back where my Amazon is.
1: Did you, did you take like any cars with you down there at all? Like, did you take a crawler or anything?
0: Not this time. I normally take uh, one of my buggies and a crawler, but this time I decided it wasn't worth the work. It's a lot of work to check and not check and get oh, searched like and stuff.
1: And stuff oh know.
0: yeah, it's a pain. I'm not going to lie, but it's fun once you get there.
1: I have yet to like travel, like fly anywhere with RC stuff, so I'll get to fight the battle eventually. Really, all you got to do is check
0: your screwdrivers or they'll confiscate them because they're shanks and then <laughs> okay. carry on everything else.
1: Even the batteries?
0: yes you must carry on your batteries or they'll search your checked back
1: oh. i had a
0: checked bag searched because i forgot
1: a uh receiver battery oh gotcha interesting
2: yeah, so i missed it where are you in california
0: uh central coast i'm in san luis obispo
2: okay so you're like two hours south of me
0: yeah i lived here for like 13 years of my life we moved up to washington three years ago oh okay yeah yeah
2: so so you have you been to pismo
0: oh yeah that's like you know pretty close
2: yeah i was gonna say that's why i was curious because i mean there are people like i mean i've talked to some people like being that hollister hills is like an hour ish away from me and we're like yeah let's go wheeling at hollister they're like where's that and you're like are you serious
1: There used to be a moto track in Hollister. There still is. Oh, is there? Nice.
2: The more you know, Jay. The more you know.
1: (laughs) I'm all zoned out on tools now.
0: (laughs) I'm just sitting here. Put the phone down. Cruising
1: Facebook while you're on your tangent about (laughs) tools. I'm okay. gonna sit here quietly and let them work through it. It's about time to wrap it up anyways. We're at hour
2: yeah. fifteen or so. Plus my, my last final rant of nothing that had to do with RC. Except it for was the fact
1: still that, educational
2: though. But actually for, I could say though, I could see the cordless soldering iron and heat gun becoming a tool that you would use in RC.
1: I can almost guarantee I'll end up getting the heat gun just because like, that'd be so nice if any edges start to peel on something or if I got, you know, like something that's lifted when we're out doing video or something like that, it'd be nice to be able to like fix it right there. And then, so I think, I think that's something that we need to invest in.
2: I'm actually looking right now if they have, if the Walt has one, Oh, they do. I don't
1: oh, know if it uses the same batteries. Like, I feel like my battery. It does. Old. Mine are all 18 volts, so they're probably pretty old.
2: You don't have the 20 volt system? What is wrong with you? The wow, you're leaving is, in the Stone Age.
0: That's like right
1: next to the old like, <laughs> blue Ryobi stuff. Like the sewing machines that are foot operated. Exactly.
0: You don't even dude. plug
1: them in. I just learned uh, about yeah. electric sewing. You going to go like turn some bit. butter while you're at it? <laughs> Make my own ice cream. <laughs> For
2: real, yeah. though. Intern's calling you out.
1: Churn some butter. <laughs> I've never heard... like I, I don't even know the last time I've heard someone say churn butter. Oh, I, I've heard I'm surprised a it. kid your age even knows about churning butter, to be honest.
0: I I watched some good uh, Weird Al in my... Young and Days.
1: Weird Al. I can't
2: you watched Weird Al. That's oh, like. Oh, Amish true.
1: Paradise.
2: Yeah. And is that the yeah, song? Okay. Exactly. <laughs> Boy,
1: that sucks that I had that on memory like on that, that quick. <laughs> <That's>,
2: <laughs> like, that's instantly. That's...
1: Oh, yeah. Amish Paradise. Blah, 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 blah. Track four.
0: Yeah. You know what? You got some things to reconsider in your life.
1: Dude, I I'll saw a Weird Al in concert at the Deschutes County Fair. Many years ago. <laughs> what year was that? Oh gosh, dude. Um probably close to around like Mmm 97, 98, 99, somewhere in there.
0: <laughs> oh my. Yeah. Alrighty then.
1: Yeah. I've got a rock stuck in my motor. I've got who knows what's
0: stuck in my gatekeeper, but we're gonna let her develop.
1: I'd really like to get that out. That would be a good thing to remove from the motor. It's right by the fan. Dude, it's just added weight. Well, I'm worried about it like rubbing on stuff.
2: You could put a brass rock in there, right? You don't need something more something a little more
1: conductive. This is a RTR motor that you can't take apart either.
0: Uh, get a cup of water, and run it in the water.
1: I don't think that's gonna get the rock out. I can't get it out with a pick, so I think I'm. Well, it'll to... burn it
0: up, or it'll get the rock out. You'll learn I'm which host, one.
1: <laughs> or I just won't care and just keep running the rock motor. Sender, there bud. you go. Yep.
2: Th- would that make it a, a rock four twelve? No.
1: <laughs> this is a RTR Reedy motor, so I don't know what that would make it. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, anyhow, we should probably get going. Sounds good. All righty, gang. Elliot, do you want to do something like super like formal outro for us.
0: You know what? You just do you.
1: I didn't say me, I said you.
0: Well, I'm saying you. you gotta I pulled the reverse your, card you gotta and you got to play
1: it. pulling your weight here, son. My bad. Yeah. All right. Well, we will see you guys next time since Elliot doesn't want to do it. I'll just say it. And get it over with. <sighs>
2: I thought those were his, his words. You do you boo-boo.
0: Yeah, I did my formal outro and now you're just like
1: going to pretend um, like I did. All right. Well, that, that'll work. We'll, we'll end it there then. Fine. <laughs> all right. I'm glad. All right. There.